Alrighty, sports cappers, welcome back to the milestone episode 10 of the sport cap with Ryan and Jeremy. Ryan, happy birthday, pal. Happy 10th episode, Jesse boy. How yeah, cool. Episode birthday. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Who would have thought we would have lasted this long? Well, mate. Can't last 10 seconds, but can last 10 episodes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, mate. What hat are you wearing today? Mate, I got my uh, Frio Dockers hat on, and I'm pretty sure I've had the Dockers hat on previous in another episode. But so I've pulled out the um, the workers hat that I used to mow the lawn, and I've trained in and stuff. The Dockers are on a a path to glory this year, mate. Mm-hmm. Sitting pretty at the uh, the pointy end of the ladder. Uh, I think they're actually in. Oh, second, third, third behind Brisbane and and Melbourne at the top. Uh, have won six of seven games. They've beaten Geelong and Carlton. So, mate, I'm uh, I'm digging these Frio Dockers this year. Uh, I haven't been watching much AFL, unfortunately. I've gone off it a little bit. Um, so man, that's interesting. It's, I'm just cruising through the, the ladder now. It's, I don't know. It's interesting. A lot of the big teams that I would expect from, I haven't sort of followed it really hard in the last couple of years. So it's feels like it's a change of guard a little bit going on in there besides the Dockers, of course. West coast down the bottom. And then uh, you have the Tigers in their natural habitat number nine. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, and and the Suns, of course, sitting in the yeah. mid, mid of middle of the pack, middle of the bottom of the pack, as mm, usual. Exactly. <sighs> Just never got going there, really. Man, this unfortunately, uh, this before we continue on, this Zoom is going to cut out on us again. But um, I guess we can make make things happen anyway. Yeah, we don't need to have the Zoom. No. We'll just keep it rolling. Keep rolling with the punches. What hat have you got on, bro? And I've gone back to my Red Wings hat. Um, It's the NHL playoffs have started. The Wings missed out on the playoffs, um, which isn't unexpected. Um, But it was more about the the news coming out uh, the the last couple of days where Steve Eisenman, who took over the club a couple of years ago, as general manager has now decided uh, not to renew the contract of Jeff Blashill um, or his assistants. So there's going to be a new coaching group there from next year. Um, no hints of who it's going to be, uh, but I don't know. I think it's a good move. Blashill did a, did a good job in a tough time. He took over the club when um, there was a lot of rebuilding going on with some of the bigger players going leaving and retiring and stuff. So... I, I'm definitely not against him, but I think it's time now that he's done his job. He did a good job developing out of the Grand Rapids and then took over, but it was time to to move on. So I could almost say I take my hat off to Blashill. He did a good job, but it's um, it was just time to go. So he was yeah, that's prob- why I'm- like if I remember correctly at that like you kind of just pointed out the time in the Red Wings was for a a rebuild and. And that was you know, his development skills are, you know, one of the best in or in the best in the um, AHL. And maybe that you know the the ownership probably thought, okay, well, it's this is what he's going to be. 
he won't be a head coach winning a championship, but he can get the club through, the organisation through a tough period of redevelopment and then we bring in a a coach to uh, send us to the top. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who's on the market and who they who they bring in. Um, but yeah, I think you're definitely you're definitely right there. He he did his job, and now need to get someone in that's gonna take them into the playoffs and and get them pushing for a championship within the next. I don't oh, I don't know the timeline, but I'd like to hope in the next three to five years they're they're contenders again. Hopefully, oh, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, Rhino. We we had a couple of weeks off, so do you want to give us a little bit of a recap of our bets from round seven and round eight? And um, we we had a lot going on there in round seven. We tried a new tactic there with um, betting what the the margin for either team in every match. Um, so there was a lot of bets on there and then we hit our hang your hats there in round seven as well, but you've got all the details. You want to give us a bit of a recap on what happened there? Yeah, mate. So we, we tried, um, a tactic, like you said, that any team to win by either one to 12 or 13 plus we, we bet every single game, we hit five of eight, but because the numbers or the odds are what they are, we barely made a, a mark on the the uh, profit line, but it was fun to follow the games. And that's kind of why I guess we got into betting a little bit. And because apart from we're addictive personalities, um, <laughs> it makes you kind of watch the game and enjoy it and be a part of it and, and you know, ride the waves a bit more. And, you know, if you, if you like um, watching the sport and, you want a bit more kind of um, to get you going in, into a specific game where you don't have any teams. If your team's involved, it's a good good bet to follow. But yeah, we hit five of eight of those in round seven. Um, mm-hmm. And we also hit our hang your hats. We had two over bets in the Knights and Eels game and the Panthers Raiders game. Both of those hit. And we had that doubled up in a multi as well. So um, some good, good luck for us there. Mm. Heading on to round eight. Eight, uh, we had some early money coming in. I started looking at the round eight odds already under the weekend around seven, and I jumped on the Cowboys uh, that were receiving 13 and a half points against the Eels, and we all know how that turned out. Um, so that yeah, was would have been a, better having a minus 13 and a half points. Well, still would have won. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been worth 60, 60 times the money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll speak about this a little bit later on, but, you know, looking forward to the weekend, the next weekend is, is proving quite um, beneficial for us at the moment and mm. something we can maybe do look a bit more on. Um, also had the Rabbitohs minus four and a half against... Manly and they got up, and we had the Broncos plus eleven and a half, and they actually beat Cronulla by I think it was was it eleven eleven to seven or oh, no that was some weird score, but we won. That's what's important. Yes, um, yeah, I think 
we didn't have any hang your hats, so to speak, last week as um, you were out of action and I didn't want to take over the account. But um, it was good just to have that bit of freedom to chuck some bets on and not have to worry that anybody was going to win or lose. And mm. to be honest, I, I took that freedom and I looked at the – we put a, an eight-game multi on every week. We, we look at our models and we say, okay, this team is predicted to win or this team is predicted to this margin. And we, we put an eight-game multi on every single week. And I did that last week, and then I looked at it and said, I want to put one on for myself. I want that freedom. So I had a look, and I went through, and I had the feeling, Jez. I had the feeling. Yeah, the feeling from your cockles, mate. <laughs> the power of the pung. Deep down in my pung. <laughs> <laughs> Something was calling, and I, mate, I, I, I got the perfect round. I did it. I was waiting how long in the show it was going to take until you brought that up. It took what, maybe, I don't know, how long How long have we gone in minutes. now? Nine minutes. Nine minutes. You did well to hold out, mate. And it's nine <laughs> minutes too late, to be honest. We should have opened the show with bells and whistles. Ryan hit a perfect round. It was paying uh, $450 the way, uh, oh, sorry, for those teams to win. Mm. Um, I put ten krona on it as I normally do. My my kitty's um not as large as another kitty, but um, <laughs> I uh, I put my tanner on and mate, just following these games and I, uh, the the Warriors one in in uh, Golden Point. Uh, but you had some crazy results. I think our like our eight game multi. Going off the models, we got four from eight. Do you pick four games ultimately that shouldn't have gone the way that they went? There was some absolute shocking, also shocking results last week that you would no one could have picked. I can't believe well, I can't believe you picked could, it. Someone could have picked it, and that yeah, someone is someone. me. Yeah. As some but of those games, out. don't forget, don't forget to mention that you pulled out. You couldn't hold on. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> so we, the the upsets you're talking about, the Broncos obviously beat the Sharks, uh, the Warriors one point over the Raiders. The Warriors were underdogs. The Bulldogs up over the Roosters, and yeah. the Cowboys put the Eels to the sword. Mm. So those games that all played out, and I'm watching the money rise. I'm up to two and a half thousand off my ten bet, and I start. I wrote to you, and I wrote to some other. I was like, "Look at this. I'm nervous. Uh, I think I'm going to pull out." And <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to go to sleep knowing that I'd. Probably will wake up after the night storm have played, and even though I know the nights are shit, I didn't want to. So I didn't want to wake up and and realize the nights had beaten the storm. So cashed out. I took my two and a half thousand krona and ran for the hills, and mm. you know left the other two thousand krona sitting at the bottom of the hill. Exactly, and uh, that's okay. Um, it's all right. You're still 2,490 krona richer. Exactly. So that's, um, that's our betting history for the last two weeks, mate. And um, mm. 
we actually also got on a bit early to this week. Uh, two of the games, the Tigers and the Broncos, the Lions actually moved against our favour. Uh, so we had the Tigers 11.5 and, and the Broncos 9.5 and, and they've pushed out further. So mm. we're hoping for upsets there. But the biggest one is we, had, we got on the Cowboys at minus 7.5 and, and as we are recording... That number, my friend, is sitting at 16 and a half. So mm. we had a bit of a discussion, you and I, today over the chat whether we should try and ride both sides of this. What do you, what do you reckon? Oh, like I mentioned to you earlier, when we're looking at the, at the model, um, the models for this week, it's giving us a, what, we're looking at a margin. It's saying a 24 still. Um, that's using the 22 model. If you blend in last year's results, you get three, um, plus three to the Cowboys. Uh, I don't know. I, like, I think if we're going to ride it, we, can, we should just ride it the whole way. If the model's saying 24, we should just get on, get on the the larger amount and see if we can double up. <laughs> take the risk. Otherwise we can what? Play it safe and take the knights at the other end and then go plus like one unit. Yeah, so there's a couple up. of options. We could either just leave it leave it be and um the the biggest chance is that, you know, the the Cowboys cover the seven and a half and they probably cover up much higher than that. We could also put on the current Knights line and if the margin of the result margin is between eight and sixteen points, then we'll win both bets. Mm. So um it's very alluring. Um but if it if it's outside those then we probably will lose a couple of Krona. No, nothing big, but the risk versus reward is is quite um quite low there. Um, also, we could also bet the knights plus seven and a half, which is currently at three dollars fifteen, and then no matter what happens in the game, we we make a bit of money, an uh, 18 percent of our um, investment, which is considering we're we're betting at low numbers, it's not a massive amount, but it's still a win mm. no matter what. Yeah, I don't know. What are you feeling there? What do you think's the It's I don't know, it'd be fun to, to try and hit hit that eight to sixteen. Um mm. but it's also it's almost guaranteed money as it is at seven and a half. Um Yeah, that's right. Well you would think so, but yeah. you just so what are we are we deciding that we're just gonna play it safe and pull out? <laughs> uh, or do we or do we follow the model and go it's the model saying twenty four, we're still getting a we're still getting an eight point difference between the twenty two model and the and and the book at sixteen and a half, so play them both and try and double up. Uh, um, um, I reckon we we play them both. Yeah, let's do it. 
jump on the Knights, 16 and a half. We could also wait until the weekend. Uh, there's every chance that that pushes out further and that increases the range that we can uh, get into. Mm, there's a lot of interest in that game. I've been in, in the media today, there's a lot of uh, people talking about trying to push Ponga now to, uh, into the halves. Wow. So I wonder if that's going to affect the book at all, if they do that. In most cases, the underdog gets further away the closer mm. you get to the game. So I reckon mm-hmm. we, we wait All right. and we put that 16 and a half on closer towards the game. All right. We'll keep you all updated on social media. Yes. What we decide to do there. Um, all right. So we've got that locked in. Are we playing that as one of your hang your hats? Um, Yes, no, we can't because no one else can get on it. It's too late for everyone else to get on. So we have to just keep that as our little present for this weekend, our rebound, week 10 rebound. All right. And then when we're looking at Hang Your Hats this week, we've been diving into a few of the games. I think the the safest or the most confident we are, um, we're looking into the Eels versus Panthers game um, with the line of, a total of 39 and a half. Obviously a little bit scary with the result of the Eels last week, um, only putting on one try against the Cowboys. Um, so how much they're going to help with the pushing up the total is, is a little bit of a worry. But you're still looking at the two best teams with, of points for um, with the Panthers and the Eels. Um, and then the, also one of the biggest points there is the Eels like to lead points. They're sitting eighth in the league with um, most points conceded. Uh, so, I don't know, you're sort of looking at that game, or I've been looking at that game going, all right, well, the Panthers don't usually win to zero. They usually leak one or two tries. You'd expect the Eels' offense to to bounce back a little bit after last week and getting shut down so much against the Cowboys. Um, so you would hope that they'll put on um, a couple of tries. And then, of course, with the uh, news of Toto coming back um, and the Panthers being the Panthers, you can see them you know, scoring 30-plus points themselves. So it looks pretty safe there with the, with the over at 39.5. I think maybe just with the Eels not scoring so many points last week that that's pushed that total down maybe from like 42 down to... To thirty nine, so and I think uh, the, we're both liking that one. The um, the history between these two teams also is giving a pedestal to this total. That the average total of the last nine games between these teams is only twenty nine points. Mm. So history is saying that generally these teams don't score a lot of tries against each other, but if mm. you look. If you're just looking at the paper, then you can, oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. But if you're looking at the teams and as they're playing now, and it kind of mirrors itself in the last game these two teams played against each other, which resulted in a 40-6 to six win for the Panthers in September mm. last year. That's mm. more, I think, a, a picture of where the teams are right now. The Panthers are piling points on all teams. 
the Eels' defense is atrocious, uh, mm-hmm. and but they they the Panthers let in a couple of tries every game. It's stock standard, and the Eels yeah. are able to score. So I think we're in a, a good position here to kind of push back against history and and the kind of maybe the public eye and get some value of that over. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've been looking also to the the last couple of weeks with the with the Eels and I think like we, we know how the Panthers have been playing. They play very much a possession game. They play a territory game. They they take they have a lot of tackles inside their attacking um twenty. And even if you look at the the Eels defense last week was was soft. And the North Queensland scored four tries from inside the intact in 20. So um, I think it's going to be much of a possession territory game. And then the Panthers are always going to find the try line with that, with that um, absolute clinical offense that they have from, on, on both sides of the field, really. But definitely on that left side. Exactly. And when we looked at the Dogs and the Raiders, the under there, what have you got mm. riding on this game, pal? Um, the Dogs and the Raiders, I, I don't know. I found it quite... I think the biggest storyline in this is definitely Jack Whiten. Um, if, if there's been one good thing that's come out of the Raiders this year, it's, I think it's the running game of Jack Whiten. When he's partnered with Schneider, he's been able to run the ball a lot more. He, I think he's, he's second in the... In, in the Raiders team with the tackle busts, 24 tackle busts. Um, his run meters are also his fifth in out of everybody in run meters um, for the Raiders, that is, behind like Tarpany, Papali, Tomoko, Hornsby, and Nico Klockstadt. Um So like it, you can see it's like how important he's been to that team and to the offense, being able to control the ball and control that offense. Um, so I think he's going to be missed a lot. And then you can put, even put his kicking game onto, onto that. When you're looking at long kicks, the ball's going to whiten a lot more. He's kicked over it's pretty much double the amount of kick meters as Schneider. So he's obviously controlling a lot of the territory as well, putting his big boot on when they're, when they're stuck in their own end. And Schneider's been doing a lot of the close-range kicking, a lot of the attackive kicking. Um, so I think the loss of Wyden is going to be huge here. And then you're just watching them reshuffle every week. Um, and that's never a good sign because now you've got Clockstack coming back. You've got, um, Savage off to the bench. You've got Rapana moving back to the wing. Um, and then you've got Frawley coming in for Wyden. And I just see the Raiders really disjointed at the moment. So in the book, you like the, Raiders are minus two. They're expected to win. They're actually favourites, but I think it's a little bit upside down. It should be the dogs with a with a little bit of a head start here. Um, but when we're looking at it, I think when you see the dogs, the dogs have been up and down themselves. Um, but when they've been playing well, it's been based around their defence. You saw last week when they got up on the Roosters, and their defense was rock solid. And then a little bit earlier in the year when they've been fighting against some of these 
these better teams and when they've been in matches, it's been based around their defence and that was their big focus last week. So I think they're going to shut out the Ra- a disjointed Raiders team um, and they're not going to let too much through. So I was first thinking about taking the, the, the dogs just straight up on the money line, but the more I look at it, um, looking more at the total there at 38 and a half and thinking the dogs might put on three or four tries and, and shut out the Raiders pretty well there. So um, the under at 30, under 38 and a half is, is what I've been looking at really. Is this the Gus Gould effect? <laughs> the Bulldogs? <You> don't... <laughs> yeah, Gus out on the sideline last week and then, and then they're getting up. Like you don't want to think so, but I think uh, I'm trying to remember which media form it come out of, but it was, I don't know, someone, one of the experts saying that, it was mainly just Gus maybe not taking over but trying to deflect a little bit of the media from Barrett and from the players. So he made a statement by coming down to just try and take a little bit of pressure off. Um, so maybe it's that and maybe that is a stroke of genius. But I don't think it's him coming in and, and steering the boys around the park so much as as Flanagan coming in and giving a bit of stability to the to the back line and opening up space for the for the likes of Burton and Dufty and Addo Carr. Um, but I think that was just on the cards. We, we talked a lot about the dogs at the start of the year and we were saying it was going to take time for their combinations to get settled. And once that happened, then maybe that, they were a chance and, you know, maybe it's the sport cap effect and that's actually um, coming into to play now. When you were all along. We did, we did. And it's um, good for us if, if Burton keeps kicking goals mm-hmm. uh, because heading into last week's game, he was below 50%. So he can kick goals again this weekend and <laughs> put that under to good use. But have you heard anything in the media about why he's kicking goals and why Flanagan's not kicking goals? Didn't Flanagan kick goals at the Roosters when he was there? Yeah, and he's, he's over 80%. So I don't know. Yeah. It could be an injury. It could be that just to yeah. take the pressure off him. Um, yeah, focus on just doing his job, which yeah. he's done well. He seems he's he did well last week. It looked he he looked good there. I think it's smart if he if they keep him there in the halves and try and give Burton a, a solid combination. Because mm. I think there's also been picked up somewhere as well that he's had Burton in the last. When he's played in the halves, he's had like in the last two years, he's had six different halves partners from Penrith and from the Bulldogs. Right. So he's never really had anyone that he's been able to sit and work on a combination with. I think it's could be Flanagan. Oh, there you go. Before mm. we jump to our next game, uh, I just want to give you a bit of stats on our hang your hat bets. We're at 11 of 18, mm. 61%. And a return on investment nice. of a tick under 17.5%, which is probably not going to hold up. <laughs> if you if I had a bit of a look online, what, what's a good return on investment of, you know, long-term? And uh, what I could find is professional betters aim for about 5 or 6%. So if we're hitting 61% win rate and having an ROI of 17.5%, we're doing pretty good. Did that throw in with the the multi a couple of weeks ago? No, the multi wasn't 
uh, hang. Wasn't involved in that. Mm. Okay. All right. That's good, man. We're we're playing in the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> After one third of our first season. After 10 eps. Not bad. Nine Ten eps. 10 eps. 10 eps, nine eps, eight rounds. How long's the season? 24, 26 games. Uh, 25, I think. Mm, right in the middle. Yeah. So we're a third of the way through the season. Yeah, over. It's almost time for Origin. Yeah. yeah uh, everyone's starting to throw around their, their Origin prediction teams. Yes. It's going to be interesting. A team that will feature heavily in Origin is the Storm, and they're taking on the Dragons in our third hang your hat. We had a bit nice of a segue there, yeah, by the way. It? Just thought that was good. That My was radio good. skills coming into play here. Yeah, yeah. I spoiled it, but <laughs> no, it's good. Credit where credit's due, please. <laughs> yeah, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Anyway, um, back to credit where credit's due, the storm, right? Yeah. Oh, there you go. You're learning. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had a bit of a chat before recording here about uh, what prop in this game we could take and hang mm. our hats on. Um, I was a bit more leaning towards the, the total here and you were leaning a little bit towards the line. Do you want to give a, a bit of background onto your thoughts before I share mine? Yeah, why not? So when I was diving into this game, the, yeah, getting this storm at minus 22, um, it's a pretty big total there. Um, or a pretty big spread, I mean. Um, but the model, first of all, is giving us 33. So that's where it sort of spiked my attention. So I started diving in a little bit to the statistics. And I don't know, we go back to our, to our old favourites when looking at raw statistics and looking at line breaks. Um, so yeah, the the storm after a couple of massive weeks, uh, obviously leading the league with fifty six line breaks. That's seven per game. Um, where the dragons are have conceded forty one, um, at five per game. So it sort of tells me that the the storm are going to be able to open up the dragons. Um, and and then you start looking at run meters. Obviously the storm. You would think that they would have a lot higher run meters or be higher, highly ranked, but they're sitting at fourth with an average of 1,470 run meters a game where you've got um, the Dragons sitting at fourth worst in run meters conceded at 1,438. So it's also pushing very, very, very heavily towards the storm there. Um and then I've sort of been looking a little bit about like what happens when you're breaking down the game and where line breaks are coming from. And you've been trying to follow a statistic of inside and outside um, 20s uh, where tries are scored from. Um, so I've been looking at the, the Storm actually score 44% of their tries um, from outside their attacking 20-meter line. Um, so, like, obviously a lot of those are, are long-range tries and a lot of those come off, uh, like, line breaks from their own, from inside their own half. Um, so I just see this game sort of busting open there. I've never been a big fan of the, the Dragons since the start of the year, really. 
Um, and I think even in previous shows, we've discussed this when we've been talking about different other other bets. Um, I just see the the Storm doing what they've done the last the last two weeks. I I, I can see fifty points, another fifty point scoreline here for the Storm, just ripping apart the Dragons um, in the open field. Um, I think that the the Dragons tire. And I, I think they're a little bit lazy through the middle and that's why they've been leaking so many line breaks. And I think the Storm are just going to have a field day. Um, and then also looking at their, their defense, you've got the Dragons left side defense lets in 43% of their tries. Um, and then you've got Xavier Coates just on an absolute, I don't know, career form. He's hit the form that everybody thought he was going to be in from the start of the year and everyone tipped him to be the leading try scorer of the league. And he had a bit of a quiet start, but the last two weeks with three tries in both of those weeks, um, he can easily put on another three tries this week as well. That right side offense is just uh, brutal. So, And going up against the left side defense of the Dragons, that, that leak points, um, this game can bust open. I, what's made you worry, think more about the, the total than the, than the spread? Mate, I agree with uh, your all your points there. The the total, I think, started it opened at around forty, uh, and then it's pushed mm. up now to forty two and a half. Mm. The the last six games between these two teams, only one game has been had a total that's less than forty eight. Mm. So these teams score a lot of points um it's predominantly the the storm that <laughs> score a lot of points okay. um margins of 26 22 20 um the dragons put on a bit of a show at home to be fair uh last up at home the dragons actually beat the storm 30 to 22 mm-hmm. but this game is being played in melbourne and mm. um there we have Totals of 62 and 82 last two games. Um, so I'm, I'm tipping some carnage here. I think Ben Hunt is playing really well. See the, the effort he put in against the Roosters. And they, if, if they get into Melbourne's 20, I think they can definitely score. Melbourne mm. aren't great at defending their line. Um, but it's getting to that 20 that is the hard part because Melbourne are relentless and they just keep throwing it at you and they put the ball down at your end and keep you there. So I'm, I'm uh, pushing for a, a total bet here, mm. uh, the over 42.5 as it is right now. Uh, one, uh, I can jump on that too. I can definitely back that. 195, that's that. If we've got to hang our hat on something, then we hang it on that. Absolutely. Done and dusted. That's how hang your hats for this week. What did we recap so what them have there? We got? We've got the over Eels and Panthers over 39.5. Took the Storm and Dragons over 42.5. And, and then we're going to take the under in the Dogs and Raiders at under 38.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, playing the unders and overs again. 
We do enjoy those pets. We've been actually quite successful at our unders and overs. Now, obviously, if we're sitting at 61% and 17.48% in return on investment. (laughs) Those bets have now been placed. Perfect. All right, is there any other bets that you've sort of been thinking about this week, Matt? Uh, What's been on your mind? Well, there are a few things. So I'm looking at the totals. I like totals. Um, they're the round uh, round nine averages from the past few years, 2021, which is a bit of an outlier year. Uh, it was up over 50. Uh and we've seen throughout the year that 2021 is an outlier year with the set restart and all that kind of thing. Um, mm. But 2019 was 45. Uh, 2020 was 39. But, you know, pretty high averages. Um, mm. Our rolling average of the last three rounds is at 42. Um, if you look at the previous years, 2021 is at almost at 44. 2020 at 41. Uh, 2019 at 40. And if we're going to keep the number around 42, then we need to have a um, a relatively high average this week because last week was only 36.9. Mm. So we need to have, if we're going to keep the average where, we, where it wants to be, where it wants feels at home, we need to have a kind of between 40 and 42. So uh, there could be some value in, in any of those um Games the we've touched on Penrith and Para, um, and uh, Storm and Dragons. Another one to look at with totals is Cronulla and New Zealand Warriors. Hmm. Uh, six of the last eight games have gone under forty between these two teams, but they're quite radically different teams. So here could be a little bit of a uh, a play against history. Um, if we look at you know the oh it's it's the the game with the highest total. I think it's been pushed out probably under the time we've been speaking. It's at forty three and a half now on bet three six five. We know Cronulla like to score points. They'll be out for blood after getting done by Brisbane last week. And I think that's a very interesting point while you're there. It's going to be interesting to see, like we've talked earlier in previous shows about if we think that the Sharks are the real deal. Um, I think this week is a big is a, a big test for them where they took that unexpected loss and I think if they, if they are going to be the real deal, they need to come out this week and show that they've still got the muscle and still got all their their guns blazing and and wipe the Warriors. I think it's really, really important that they bounce back. Otherwise, there can be another team where, yeah, they're, they're all right, but they're going to, when it comes to the finals, um, the, I, I don't think you can have a lot of confidence in them. But So they need to show now that, okay, we took a hard loss. Now we can bounce back. Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think they copped a fair bit of flack from their coach, I would imagine, after last game. So they'll be ready and raring to go. Mm. The final game that I have my eye on with the overs and unders is Manly and West's Tigers. Their average total of the last nine games is 49 points. So 
if you like history there at 43 as well, 43 and a half, um, you can jump on the over there. Turbo's back. Yeah. All three turbos named to play yeah. this weekend. That's crazy. Has that ever happened before? Burgess. Three. Ah, of course. Mm. Three Burgess. Yeah, so that's that. And just to um, have a look at some, some more, our stats as well and our models, uh, some interesting. Last weekend out of uh, the eight games, so three of the games, our models predicted the margin to within one point, so less than one point, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing, I think. Definitely on the right track. Yes. But is there any sort of correlation? What were those three games? Oh. Put you on the spot like that now. Uh, What did we have? I can pull up uh, our round eight summary here. And we had the... Titans Panthers. Mm. We had uh, Warriors Raiders. And considering that game was only decided by one point and we were at point one six from it. That's amazing. Yeah. And we had the Bulldogs Roosters. So, pretty good. Yeah, interesting. Three very different games, really. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice to be able to know each week which uh, which gonna ones win? it was gonna which which ones it was gonna hit and which ones it wasn't. <laughs> I remember that for next week. Yeah, yeah. Just work out some sort of calculation in your models for that too, please. Yeah. What else you got your eye on, mate? Ah. Uh, I don't know. I I'm games wise. I haven't. There's nothing that we haven't already talked about. Um, but my biggest thing I think this week is is that left side defence of the Dragons. Um, so obviously seeing Xavier Coates, I'm looking a little bit more into the try scoring, anytime try scorer, uh, markets. Um. It's a good way, obviously, to build up your. Uh, it's a good way to add, add a little anytime try scorer to sort of build up the amount of return you get and link it into a multi. It also it's very risky, you, but um, but it's a good way when you're thinking. Okay, that definitely this left side is is going to leak tries against the Storm. Um, so throwing Xavier Coates in or what I'm actually going to do in our rolling thumbs of this week is uh, put on an anytime try scorer for Justin Ollum. Um, so I'm, I've been looking at that. I'm putting a little bit of focus now on on a model that I've been working on where, yeah, where tries are scored and how they're scored. Um, and hopefully start opening up a little bit more and being able to chat a little bit more about um, anytime try scorers and and throw putting in some sort of segment over the next few weeks on that and see how we can see if we can get some sort of um, profit on on that really 
Um, but we'll give it a go this week and put a bit of focus on that left side. And I don't know, I'd definitely say Xavier Coates or, or Justin Ollum um, to, to get over this week. Even You could even multi them both in a bet builder on bet 365. Funny you should say that, my friend, because are, are we continuing continuing to call this rolling thumbs or are we going to change it to the streaker? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 it just hit me the other day when I was walking to work. I was like, why don't we call it the streaker? It just makes more sense. Nobody else understands rolling thumbs but us. No. But uh, we don't even understand rolling thumbs. But we're the only people listening to this podcast anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's all that matters. <laughs> but the streaker seems more, I don't know. Let's just keep it at rolling thumbs for the moment. We can roll it out as the streaker next year. Uh, I think 2022, it's rolling thumbs. I have rolled my thumbs on Xavier mm-hmm. Coates, anytime try scorer, into Melbourne Storm minus 18 and a half. So I've, I've lowered the tees down the, the line mm-hmm. and it's given me $2. Total. What do you mean total? It's a yeah, the odds. but like your multi bet, so yeah, yeah. So yeah. with uh, both bets in, you're getting a return of two. Yes. Okay. So I had to restart my uh, Manu anytime try scorer two weeks ago. Uh, didn't hit, but your Manu. No. No, sorry, I you had Manu. I had. Um, I had Manu two weeks ago. Sorry, I had. I think Cowboys Titans any team to win by a one to twelve, mm. and that did not happen. No. So now we're actually both one from three, but you are. I've got. Two, I think it was two forty-five. Two thirty-five. Right? Two thirty-five in there. So. But on the plus, you're at. Over two units plus. Yes, but that can disappear quickly. Um, but what are you are you going Olam to score? Did you say I'm taking Olam at two forty five. So, and you're putting ninety four on it. Um, let's get to that game so I can. See what the return is going to be. What? It, oh, he's he's down the list here. Two forty-five. Justin Mullum. Mm. So you have a return of two thirty. So that's almost six units if you hit that baby. Then you got to start playing at safe turn. Uh, and Already. If, if I win, I'll be on. <laughs> Two. <laughs> That's pretty heavy. It's heavy that you're just, just going to lose it all, going to lose it all in the last week. It's hard to even get on a streak of three weeks. We're just going to be going, it's just going to be yo-yoing. should just be called the yo-yo. Imagine if I had my eight-game multi as my rolling thumbs and I'd have to this week put my two and a half thousand on that. <laughs> you can't do it. We need to change the rules. Oh it's going to be a heartbreak if one of us actually gets on a streak. It, it, like you think you go from 230 and then 
I think you go like three or four weeks in a row and you just all of a sudden we're putting a thousand units on it. <laughs> I'm pulling out. That's how you win. I'm big. giving up. I'm like throwing the control remote control away, saying that I'm never playing again. Throwing it on the TV. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be throwing <laughs> throwing my daughter at the TV like you almost did the other week. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How good sport to get you uh, engaged in emotions. Yeah, or divorced. Yeah. yeah. Probably same both. thing, I guess. <laughs> oh. Oh. Me, oh my. Formula yes. One is in Miami so. this week. Mm. I know. I saw a nice photo up on social media. They're trying very hard to make it something. And from what I can gather, Formula One enthusiasts are not impressed. No. Shit track. Yeah. Uh, Like I didn't realise the track was so far away from the water. Yeah, they weren't allowed to put it close. They wanted to. They want to put it in the harbour. Yeah. They went all It's like to. way, way, way back. It would be like if you were living in the city and you had the bus back and forth, it looks like oh, yeah, that trip, that trip's going to take you like an hour and a half on the bus. Mm. It's painful. It didn't, it would be like, it just reminded me of sitting in traffic in Los Angeles. Just going, fuck, I just want to get there. Or you've drunk a few beers at, in my, at the track and then you're trying to get back to the hotel to party and you're just going to fall asleep and not go out anyway. Yeah. Or it'd be brutal when you've partied till 6 or 7 a.m. in the morning and you've got to be at the track by 10 and you've got to sit in traffic for an hour and a half to get there. They've apparently put in a, um, a fake harbour because... There are so many boats in Miami and it's the boat capital and whatnot. Yeah. They've put a fake one in so people can have their boat. I don't know if it's proper boats or if it's just pretend. But uh, yeah. Like on this photo, it was looked like they've put up some boats like on a fake sand, yeah. on a fake yeah. beach at the, ha- at the hairpin <laughs> before you come around to go onto the main straight. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's see. It'll probably look real good on TV. The best thing will be Daniel Ricciardo's attire. Yeah. You see all his merch, Miami merch. Oh, I don't want to look at it. I want RC, to, RC3. I want to buy Wait. it and now the Zoom stopped again. What is the problem with Zoom now going to 30-minute meetings? Not good enough. We just got disconnected again. To, it might be change format. The world trying to tell us that it's time to go and say goodnight. And Ryan's blinging me back. Zoom, zoom, zoom. What are you doing? And it's time to update Zoom, apparently. Just some running commentary of our technical issues that we're having. And we're back, baby. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) I did a little bit of running commentary while I was away. 
it was nothing really exciting. No. But maybe it was the gods telling us that it's time to shut up and go to bed. Wrap it up, Lucy. Yeah. Episode 10 in the books, Poss. Congratulations mm. on a nice work. booming Congrats. media career. Yes. Exploding. we got to keep getting amongst it. Soon we can start commentating games. We can uh, have a TV show with yeah. all the money we're making on betting. Yes. Just think, if we were betting on Hang Your Hat and we were betting thousands of kroner, we could be up thousands, thousands of, of kroner. <laughs> but we're just Pussies. too pussy. <laughs> <laughs> But running at 60%, that's how the pros do it. That's it, mate. And this was a training year, and then next year we'll put more money in the kitty and bring up the, the unit price. And we're just teaching the models to, to work now, and then, yeah. then we'll never repeat 60% in the rest of our career. <laughs> no. No. And whichever side we, of, of 60, we'll, well, I don't know, soon to find out, I guess. Mm. Most likely... 40. <laughs> but, yeah, all right, mate. Have a lovely evening, Postrefer. You too, good sir, Ryan. And all you hang your hatters, sport cappers. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. If I don't get in trouble again. Bye-bye. <laughs>